0: الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وبعد إن شاء الله نجدد اللقاء أن يدرس إن شاء الله وستوى صورة النازعات and what did we say, the predominant nature of these, uh, these Suwar in Juz'a in Jiz- Amma, what is their nature? What are they mainly talking about? Yawm al Qiyamah and the Umur of the Ghaib and the Ba'ath and, and they were there. Most of the Suwar in Juz'a were revealed in where? In Makkah, right? Suwar Meckiya. And what was the nature of the Suwar makkiyah Were there lots of ahkam and how to pray and how to do Salat and how to do zakat? How were they? Tawheed and Aqidah And establishing it For all of these Suwar in Juz'ah amma pretty much like this This is the nature of them <coughs> Alright, so these first How much were they? okay First four, 15 ayat We were talking about The Mushrikun And how they ankarul baath They rejected and they belied The Ba'ath The Resurrection and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He started speaking or He started talking about the story of Musa alayhi salam with Fir'aun. What did you say the relationship between the bath and the story of Fir'aun was? Was the link that links these two, yeah, and A group of ayat together in Surah al-Naziat? Good. So they both they both denied al-bath. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is giving a story to is telling the story to. To the Prophet what do we say when Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala tells the story of the past people to the Prophet Sallallahu What is the purpose of these telling these stories? So it's like a consolation. I think one of the brothers said motivation as well. To give me that, this is the way of the this is the darb of the Anbiya This is the way of the prophets, and anyone who follows in the path of the prophets, they will face these difficulties. They will face these difficulties, and there will be obstinate people, and there will be people who reject, and there will be very stubborn people. For so when you say La Ilaha Illallah, the path is never easy. The path is not easy. Uqsim billah, it's not easy. For so if we are saying, La ilaha illallah and our life is, MashaAllah, very lax, maybe we should question our iman. Allah musta'ala. Allah, we are in big and We are living in a big luxury, subhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us there. And when we, when we say that, the umur of our dunya are all all good and all, MashaAllah, then there's only one musibah left. What's this musibah? The musibah of the deen. So we have to question whether our musibah is in our deen. And this is the biggest musibah. And this is the one that the Prophet ﷺ used to make isti'adah from. وَلَا تَجَعَلْ مُصِيبَتَنَا فِي دِينِنَا Because the musiba of the deen, if you lose in this fitna of the deen, you've lost the dunya and the akhirah. You've lost the dunya and the akhirah. Because if you lose, مثلا, in the fitna of the dunya, مثلا, you lose some money. Is it a big deal if you lose some money? Or, مثلا, you have a car crash or something. You buy another car, huh? Oh, it's just the matter of the dunya. Not a problem. But The, dun- the, the fitna of the akhirah, of the, the deen, if you're hitting your deen, a fitna comes to you and maybe delays you off the path, this one is musiba. La rubba ma, you might not return, subhanAllah. And in this case, you've what? You've lost the dunya and the akhirah. Wal ayadu billah. For better a fitna in our dunya rather than a fitna in our deen. Better a fitna in our dunya and not in our deen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His ultimate mercy. He gives us fitna and He gives us a trial according to our level of Iman. This is the specific fitna. He gives us a fitna according to our level of Iman. So the higher the level of Iman, the greater the fitna is. And the lesser our Iman, the lesser the fitna is. This is talking about a specific fitna. But if the fitna comes over a people, the general fitna, it doesn't farq between low Iman, it doesn't differentiate between low Iman and high Iman. Take takes them all. The ayat we're going to take today, inshaAllah, Alright, so this was the result now. We're talking about the result of when Musa, alayhi salam, he came and he showed him the message. And he showed him the ayat. What was Fir'aun's response? In Ammay Where did we hear before then? وَكَذَّبُوا صَحْ What kind of كَذِب is, is this one? The one that has a shadda on it. كَذَّبَ It's a strong rejection. It's not just an ordinary one, a small one. It's an obstinate, strong rejection. فَكَذَّبَ وَعَصَى عَصَى means a stick. صَحْحَ فَأَلْقَى عَصَاهُ Isn't عَصَى a stick? Which one is عَصَى? Which عَصَى is عَصَى? Both of them are عَصَى and عَصَى. Which عَصَى is عَصَى? Are we talking about the stick here or are we talking about the disobey one? عَصَى is the verb... Is spelt how? With the alif. Which alif? The maqsura or the normal one? What is the alif maqsura? The one looks like a ya yeah without the dots. So asa, the verb asa means to disobey, is written with an alif maqsura. And the noun asa, yani the stick, asa, this one is, is spelt with a normal alif. So in this context we're talking about, to disobey, the verb. Who did he disobey? Firaun. He, he denied the message that came with Musa from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we said if you reject the messenger, you're rejecting Allah essentially. It's the same thing. Then what did he do? So in the first instance, what did he do? He rejected, sa. This was for him personally, sah. So he rejected, he made the decision to reject. So he holds the wizard upon himself. But did he stay on this Did he, or did he go, go further than this? He went further. he went further. Not only did he disbelieve, he also diverted others from the path of belief as well. And this is even worse. For so it is not enough that you alone disbelieve, disbelieve, for you also prevent other people from disbelieving as well. And what did we say about Fir'aun? About qawmahu. About what did we say? qawmahu means he played on their ignorance. al istighfaf is when someone is, يعني, they don't know something and you play on that ignorance. You take advantage of them. qawmahu they, they obeyed him. So what he did first, after he kathabu asa, thumma adbara. Thumma means, we said, straight away. Thumma. Straight away. After he rejected, adbara. Adbara. He turned, turned from, turned from who? From Musa alayhis salam. Just turning away like he's casually and laconically and very easily. How? sir, running. He's running towards diverting people from the path quickly and energetically. Because he knows that if the people were to believe, what would happen? His kingdom would go, for he feed for his kingdom. For then, after Adbara he gathered the people. حشرا. He gathered the people like al-Mahshar. The day there will be the Mahshar, the gathering, the place of gathering. For why do you think he Hashar? He gathered all the people. For it is when people are all of them. He is addressing them. He is putting his hujah upon them. He is putting. His hujja upon them. For this is more powerful. When he has control of all the people, he is more in power. And this is exactly what they try and do today. With the mass media or the social media or the more people you can influence in the batil, whether they know it or they don't know, the more you have them in your hand. The more you have them in your hand. So what did he say? What do we say nada means again? Called out. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first of all we'll called Musa in Al-Wadi al And then Fir'aun nada. Fa ha fa-nadah. Fa qala ana rabbukum ala So this is the next ayah, is when Fir'aun, he claimed his rububiyyah. He said, qala ana rabbukum ala Let's have a refresher course. What does rububiyyah mean again? Lordship. What does lordship entail? This one you have to know. You have to know Tawheed al Rabubiya, Tawheed al You have to know this like, this one you have to know. This one is essential, you have to know this one. So when I say to you, what's Rabubiya, you have to answer like second nature, as they say. No excuses about this one. The creator, the provider, and Walmulk, al Tadbir. Al Khalq is the creation, Al Mulk is sovereignty, and Al Tadbir is the control of all the affairs. What did you say about Rabubiya? Does the Christian believe in Rabobiyya? Yes, yes or no? Yes. If you ask the Christian person who is the creator and who is the sovereign and who controls all the affairs what will they say to you? They will say God. The Yahudi if you say to him who is the creator and who is the sovereign and who controls all the affairs what will he tell you? Or she tell you? God. Does this mean the Jews and the Christians are Muslim? No. So the problem is not in Rabobiyya. Everyone establishes Rabobiyya. The issue is in Uluhiya, but we're not talking about Uluhiya, we're talking about Rubiya here. He said, فَقَالَ he said to when he nada, he said, Anna رَبُّكُمْ I am your Rabb. Why do you think he said I am your Rabb? This goes to show the fiqh of Firaun. He wasn't such يعني, he wasn't doing this out of ignorance. Why did he used specifically Rabb? Because he knows what the meaning of Rabb means. What does Rabb mean? The provider and the sustainer. In another ayah, he said, أَلَيْسَ لِي مُلْكُ وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي He said to them, when he was addressing them, he said, don't I have the mulk, the kingdom of Misr. All of Misr is under my hands. وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي And these rivers which flow below me, I am in control of them. Which river is he talking about? The Nile River. The Nile River till this day is the lifeblood of this area that goes from Egypt down to Sudan through down to I think the end of it is in Ethiopia, I think. the lifeblood of them. Yeah, and if the floods didn't come that year, there would be starvation because their crops wouldn't, glo- wouldn't grow. So he used the Rububiyah because he knew that the river was a means of sustenance for them. He says, "I have control of these rivers. I am controlling you." Essentially. I am the one that controls this river and I have the kingdom of Misr. فَقَالَ أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى I am your Lord Most High. Yeah, I, I am above all of these things. And I am in control of them. So what is he playing at? He's playing at there? what they know with. He's playing at there. ignorance. For so they're looking at something which is tangible and in front of them. Yani true, if Fir'aun is in charge of this. He can prevent the water coming and maybe we will not get our crops and maybe and maybe. And فَقَالَ أَنَ رَبُّكُمُ الأعلى. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember this story is very short. He's not mentioning things in detail. فَأَخَذَهُ اللَّهُ نَكَالَ الْأَخِرَةِ means to take, صَحْ? In this context it means that Allah seized him. Yani he punished him. For so this is what a nakal is. A nakal is not just a adab. For so someone could be punished and no one knows about it. Someone could be punished and no one knows about it. But a nakal is a punishment which people look at afterwards and they see that this was indeed a punishment. For so it's like a ibra. A ibra, as Allah ta'ala says in the next ayah, is like an example. How did Allah ta'ala make Firaun an example? He preserves his body, sah? He preserves him and he's mummified. Mm-hmm. Till today you can probably go see him, I think in the museum of whichever museum it is. Allah says, Nakalan نكال is an exemplary punishment or a punishment which sets an example. What kind of example? al akhirati wal ula. Al akhira wal What's Al-Akhirah talking about? How is... This is, this is where the Mufassirun, the they differed a bit. They said, if it's Al-Akhirah, how can it be nakal in the Akhirah? There's no more examples set in the Akhirah. For this is supposed to be nakal, an example in the hereafter and in this world. In this world we understand, but the Akhirah is a bit problematic, they said. For they said, some of them said, Al-Akhirati, Al-Akhirah does mean Al-Akhirah, the one that we all know, Wal-Ula. And others said, Al-Akhirah means... Al-Akhira means before, when he rejected, after he claimed his lordship. And Al-Ula was when he just rejected Musa before claiming lordship. So this is the Ula and this is the Akhira. And others said, Al-Ula is in his time. And Al-Akhira is generations that came after him. And all of these opinions are inshallah correct. But as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Fir'aun, That the people of Fir'aun in their graves They are being exposed to the fire In the morning and in the evening Then he says Then when the Sa'a comes Then enter them into the severe punishment So they are being punished in their graves And they will be punished in the Akhira as well then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ فِي ذَٰلِكَ لَعِبْرَةً لِمَنْ يَخْشَىٰ Indeed this is a'ibra. What's a'ibra? A lesson. لمن... لِمَنْ يَخْشَىٰ There's that word yakhshah again. Yakhshah is what? Fear is? Knowledge. knowledge. Because now we know the story of Musa. We are with knowledge upon knowledge about the story of Musa. And this should breed the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in us. About how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take the people and punish the people when they disobey Him. And as Allah says, wa ta'ala said, وَمَا كُنَّ حتَّى نَبْعَثَ That we do not punish a people until we send a Rasool. So after the Rasool has come and you are still rejecting, what does this mean? That means you are more deserving of the azab. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَعِبْرَةً Liman What kind of Ibarat do you think we can get from the story of Musa? Ibarat, what kind of lessons can we get? Any lesson? Top of your head. Do not go past Allah's boundaries. Ahsant. The da'wah, the method of da'wah, how do we give da'wah to the people? What about the believers? The aqibah is always for? The aqibah, al-aqibah to the taqwa, is always for the muttaqeen. The end result is always for the believers. That the path of haqq is always hard and difficult. And that there are always people rejecting the Haqq. For so all of these are Ibar from the story of Musa that we can take. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu layka.